Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how to be more than sincere. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and I just read this report about a New York hospital where a patient was mistakenly given carbon dioxide instead of oxygen. The police report said that the patient died almost immediately. And while that's a tragic story, it illustrates an important spiritual truth, that sincerity isn't always enough. You know, the patient was surely sincere about wanting to get better. The hospital administrators, the anesthesiologists, the surgeons, they were all sincere in their desire to heal him. But sincerity wasn't enough. Their sincerity couldn't overcome the fact that the patient breathed in too much carbon dioxide instead of oxygen, and their sincerity didn't prevent his death. In the same way, the Bible warns that it isn't enough for Christians to just be sincere. The New Testament includes a great deal of discussion of a man named Paul. And Paul admits in Acts chapter 22, verse 4, that before he obeyed Christ, he persecuted the followers of his way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison as the high priest and all the council can themselves testify. You know, Paul, with all sincerity, was doing everything he could, killing and arresting men and women in order to destroy the hope we have in Christ. He was sincere, but his sincerity wasn't enough to please God. When Paul goes before the Sanhedrin, Luke writes in Acts chapter uh, 23, Paul looks straight at the Sanhedrin, looked them straight in the eye, and he said, my brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. Paul's conscience was clean about his persecution of God's people. And later in Acts 26, 9, Paul says, I too was convinced that I, what I ought to do, all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. You know, Paul was sincere, but his sincerity wasn't enough. And we can be sincere too. And that sincerity alone won't be enough. The Proverbs warn us that what might seem right to us isn't always right. Proverbs say there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. In Proverbs 16.25, we're told the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice in Proverbs 12, 15. We're told all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Proverbs 16, verse 2. So what feels right to me isn't always right. So how do I move to be more than just sincere, towards being sincere about pleasing God? Well, first, James chapter 4, verse 10, the verse from where one of my favorite songs comes from. It tells us to humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. That whole passage, if you look up starting in verse six, it says, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives 
shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Now, that might be a grim passage, but it should bring us some peace. Yes, we know that sincerity alone isn't enough. Only by accepting the grace of God through faith can we truly be secure. But God isn't elusive about how we can go about this. He says simply, be humble. In verse 4, James writes to be a friend of God instead of the world because we can't be both. When we give up our pride, when we say that our way isn't always right and we move beyond our own wisdom, then we can start to be more than just sincere. Second, we have to then replace our own wisdom when we recognize that it's not enough. We have to replace it with God's wisdom. Once we've recognized that our pride has distorted our view of reality and we find ourselves lacking wisdom, James gives us a, a simple remedy here in James chapter 1, verse 5 of what we're to do. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Ask God, and he will provide the wisdom you need to be more than sincere. Believe fully in it, because if you don't, James says, you'll be double-minded. You'll be unstable. It's all or nothing. I saw a meme the other day uh, that says that you can either choose to be on the side of the world or you can be on the side of God, but Satan owns the fence. And that's pretty close to what James is saying here. If we're trying to balance out our wisdom with God's, we're teetering on the fence. We're unstable in everything we do. But also in verse 7, we shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord why? Well, because the devil owns the fence. Once you've rid yourself of the pride you had in your own wisdom, once you replace it with God's fully, you can start to be more than sincere. Finally, we can find God's wisdom in his word. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God is the creator and nothing in his creation is unknown to him. He is all knowing, and he has revealed everything we need through his alive and active word. His word is sharper than any double-edged sword, and he has the ability to judge our actions and our sincerity. The writer of Hebrews continues, where he writes, Therefore, 
since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. When we overcome our pride to fully rely on God's wisdom as it's revealed in his word, we can be more than just sincere by our own standards. We may then receive mercy. We may then find grace to help us in our time of need. Hold firmly to your faith that you profess because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he felt our weaknesses. He knows our struggles and he overcame our pride so that we can approach the throne of God with sincerity and confidence. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.